I said, God is good. Amen. I thank him for being here today. I thank him for you being here today on this second Sunday, first Sunday, second month of 2024. Amen. I want to say good morning to all of our covenant partners, friends, and visitors. You are welcome, welcome, welcome here at the house of the Lord. Amen. Only thing we ask is that you bring your Bible, pen, and pad, or your phone with the Bible, or your iPad with the Bible. Amen. Amen. We want to say good morning to all of our SoundCloud listeners. Good morning. We ask you as well to get your Bibles, pens, and pads as we get ready to go into the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Surely and truly the spirit of the Lord is in this place. Amen. 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 This morning, with the help of the good Lord, we will be moving into a new area. And we're going to be dealing with scriptures from the Bible, dealing with the books in the Bible that are called the prophetic books. Amen? If you're going to label your journal, or if we're going to label SoundCloud this morning, it is simply going to be called the prophetic books of the Bible. Prophetic books of the Bible. And if you don't mind, I do want us to do our declaration because although it doesn't sound like it, it is so much, so much a part of what we're going to be speaking on. Amen? Anytime God gives a declaration, it is not just a surface declaration. It is far more deeper than what you see on the card. Amen? Amen. And that's what we're going to do today. So if you don't mind, would you please stand? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And just repeat after me. 2024, 2024 the, year of the, restart, the year of the restart, a fresh new beginning, a fresh new beginning in, my life, in my life, in my serving, in my serving and my giving. This year, this year, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ will, restore will restore my years, my health, my health and, prosper me and prosper me financially. 2024, 2024 the, year of the year of restoration, healing and increase, healing and increase. in my life, in my, life my, home, my home, my church, my church and my children's lives. My children's Daniel, lives. Chapter two, Daniel chapter 2, verses 20. Through 22. Through 22. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Amen. The Lord gave me this message, and I had to go way back, way, way, way back. But thank God, way, way back was still available. Amen where I could go and gather the information that he was leading me to gather. Amen? Amen. So if you would, turn to the book of Isaiah, because that's where we're going to be coming from. You just need to find the book of Isaiah. 
Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. And we're going to be dealing with Isaiah chapter 24. Isaiah chapter 24. And what I'd like to do, I just want to read it, and then we're going to go into some of the information. Amen? Is that okay? Amen. Now, it speaks of God's judgment upon the land. And, and this is going to be so important. Let me tell you why. Not because of the judgment, but because it shows us how accurate the Bible is and how God used people thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago to tell us what would be happening today. Amen. So are you ready? Amen. Isaiah 24 verse 1 says, Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste and turneth it upside down and scattered abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, as with the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him. The land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled, for the Lord has spoken this word. Somebody say, the Lord, the Lord has, spoken has spoken this word. This word. That's so important. It says, the earth moaned and faded away. The world languished and faded away. The hardy people of the earth do languish. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned and few men left. The new wine mourn it, the vine languish it, all the merry-hearted do sigh. The myth of tabrets cease it. The noise of them that rejoice end it. The joy of the harp cease it. They shall not drink wine with a song. Strong drink shall be bitter to them that drink it. The city of confusion is broken down. Every house is shut up that no man may come in. There is crying for wine in the streets. Joy, they want joy. All joy is darkened. The myth of the land, the myth, myth of the land is gone. In the city is left desolation, and the gate is smitten with destruction. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Mm. Jesus, have mercy. Have mercy on us today. Have mercy. We going somewhere. Verse 16 says, from the uttermost parts of the earth have we heard songs, even glory to the righteous. But I said, my, my leanness, my leanness, warned to me. The treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously. Yea, the treacherous dealers have dealt very treacherously. Fear and the pit and the snare upon them, O inhabitants of the earth. And it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit, and he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare, for the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. 
Mm. The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed like a cottage and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it and it shall fall and not rise again. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high and the kings of the earth upon the earth. And they shall be gathered together as prisoners and gathered into the pit and shall be shut up in the prison and after many days shall be visited. Then the moon shall be confounded and the son ashamed when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his ancients glorious. I have read unto you Isaiah 24 verses 1 through 23. I want to give you a little description about Isaiah. Isaiah book looks farther into the future than any other Old Testament book. Now, he never called himself this, but as theologians came on the scene and began to study his books, Isaiah is called the eagle eye prophet because they say he was able to see far into the future. Okay? In the Old Testament, a prophet was called a seer. Go to 1 Samuel. Go to 1 Samuel. Stay with me now. We got it broken down where we can, we, where we can digest it. Amen? Thank you, Lord. So in 1 Samuel, I want you to please go to chapter 9. Okay. And we're going to read verses 6 through 10. All right, 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 6. And he said unto him, Behold, now there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he said cometh surely to pass. Now let us go thither, preadventure he can show us our way that we should go. Then said Saul to his servants, But behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, and there is not a present to bring to the man of God. What have we? And the servant answered Saul again and said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver that will I give to the man of God to tell us our way. Before time in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, thus he spake, Come and let us go to the seer. For he that is now called a prophet was before time called a seer. Okay? And part of that word seer means you're able to see the word of God. You're able to see into the future. When the word is going forth, your, your, your spiritual vision is open. Amen. And you can see the workings of God. You can understand it. A lot of times we, even when you're standing up and you're giving a word, you can see that word. Amen. You're more happy about it than the people that's receiving it because they can't see it, but the seer can see Amen. Amen. All right. The books beginning with Isaiah and ending with Malachi. Okay. All the books of Isaiah ending with Malachi belong to a section of the Bible called the prophetic books. So when you study the Bible from Isaiah to Malachi, you start to deal in the prophetic. Amen. Amen. All right. Go to. All right. 
We're going back to Isaiah 24, please. Stay with me. We got some information to give you that I believe is going to be helpful. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. This chapter deals with Isaiah predictions. Now listen at this. Here, here we go. Here we go. Isaiah chapter 24, Isaiah 25, these chapters deal with Isaiah predictions of the great tribulation, tribulation, and Jesus Christ's millennium kingdom. Now, now listen at this. These are future events yet to happen in the earth. Now, you know, we read about the great tribulation in Revelation. We read about the millennium kingdom of Christ in Revelation. So think about it. Here is, here, come on, baby, you know I'm finna walk. <laughs> Just help me. Here we are dealing with Isaiah in his time. And if you can just let your mind go back, this is thousands and thousands and thousands of years going back. But here is Isaiah standing on the shore of the prophetic line, and the Holy Ghost is allowing him to see, watch this, down through time, even past our time. That's deep. Now, I need you to keep in mind, this is the same Isaiah uh -huh, that prophesied about the coming of Christ. I'm trying to tell you something. Amen. The Bible is real. Amen. I'm trying to share something with you. Make no mistake about it. Those who say the Bible is outdated, it's no longer useful, they are liars. Amen. Isaiah prophet, prophesied 800 years before the birth of Christ. 800 years. Can you imagine? Not five years, not 10 years, not one year, 800 years. And Christ came. Amen. So I, I, I bring to you this morning, Christ came, Isaiah prophesied that, from his time, and now he's prophesying about the end time and the great tribulation is coming. Don't you fool yourself. Church, better get right and let's live right. Amen. Oh, it, it is coming. It is coming. These are future events. Isaiah also speaks of the tragedies of the tribulation period and the triumphs of the kingdom age. I want to share something with you. Isaiah is often called the little apocalypse. Because it looks beyond the immediate, watch this, it looks beyond the immediate judgment of Israel's Gentile neighbors to the final judgments of the tribulation period and the ushering in of the messianic kingdom. It presents universal judgments, universal judgment, judgments followed by universal blessings. The Lord begins to move in a cattle Clismic judgment upon the earth. Now listen at this. Not simply on the land of Israel. In these verses where you see the word land, it should say the earth. Somebody say it's coming. And we have time now to prepare. I shared this on the last night of the revival. 
when we talk about the prophetic, we're not trying to scare you. We're trying to prepare you. All you got to do is look out here now in this world and see that it's gone crazy. And what you need to remember, the earth is experiencing its birth pains. You say, what are the birth pains? Famine, earthquakes, wars and rumors of wars. Come on, hatred, social unrest, political unrest, racial unrest, transgender unrest. Ah. Now all in our business, all in our homes can tell our children, no, you, you were born a little girl, but you a fish. I thought I had seen it all. I thought I had seen it all. Until I turned the news on one night. They already telling them if you're a boy, you, a, you can be a girl. If you're a girl, you can be a boy. But how about this young lady posted that now there's a group of young people that are transforming into robots. She says her robotic system began to come forth in her and birth forth in her until it began to take her over. She just shaved her head and I'm looking like, oh my. So now you can be a robot, a real robot. You got information that nobody else has. Cause you, she say every day I'm transforming. I said, oh boy. <laughs> okay. So now you can be a fish, a duck, a boy. If you're a girl, a girl, if you're a boy, yeah, I'm going to preach the word. No blood will be on my hand. The severity of the tribulation period is indicated by the statement that the Lord maketh the earth empty and waste. They tell me there's a hospital in Colorado that is now $130 million bankrupt because of all the refugees that have come here and getting free care. Amen. I didn't know this. They getting free. All these billions now. We ain't talking about one or two. Free housing. Free food. Free clothes. Free medical care. And here we are. Need help right here in Alabama. Amen. I came to preach. Yeah, that bullshit came in I say, what? And they they getting on the phone begging the president, Mr. President, bail help us. I saw this on TV, but then I experienced it for myself. Not that I was looking to experience it, but they say that when you're at any type of uh, business place, or you're trying to do business, or you're trying to enter into a place, they treat them better than they treat us. How about I'm coming out of Walmart, wasn't looking for it. I got my receipt because I, I know the drill. And I'm standing waiting for them to look over my receipt. And they're talking to this group of people, telling them, 
well, we just going to close our eyes. You can just go on out the store. I'm thinking, can I go on out the store? Because I paid for mine. Well, we just don't feel like we ain't going to do nothing. I said, oh, Lord, it's true. They're getting better treatment. And I've been here. We've been here. You've been here. They've been here. But I'm going to say it again. Rome fell from within. What's happening? You say, well, pastor, wait a minute. You're, you're, you're a woman of, of, of the cloth. You're supposed to love everybody. And I do. But here's the problem. They bring in their own gods. Their own systems. Their own ways. And what's happening is you're getting an infusion of spirits into America. Not that America didn't have spirits. But you're getting an infusion now. So if you feel like you're being bombarded, <laughs> you are. You better plead the blood of Jesus over your mind, over your life and living, over your children, because uh, it's rushing in. And no, they're not trying to stop it. They got a plan. They got a plan. This judgment leaves the people of the earth as the shaking of an olive tree. Empty with little remains. And the uttermost part of the earth emphasizes the universal extent of this prophecy. The devastation will be so great that the foundations of the earth are going to shake. The earth going to reel to and fro like a drunkard. God's judgment will rock the very stability of the planet, reminding the people of earth that they have rebelled against him. Somebody say, not so. For the, for the Christian. See, this is what you don't understand. This, 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 this. Oh, thank you. Traveling shoes. <laughs> this is what you don't understand. All of this can, can, can be going on all around us, and you still be shielded as a child of God. Somebody say, say it's going to be going on all around us, but I'm in Jesus and I'm, and I'm shielded. Here's what I'm talking about. God gave a word to this ministry. I believe it was back in 2021. I got it. I got to get to it. He says we're in the days of salvation. We're in the days of getting the Holy Ghost. You need to be praying, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, my, 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 my. And we're in the days leading to the return of Christ. So. Matthew 24 says, what are the signs of the time? Mm -hmm. How will we know when we, how will we know that we're getting closer to your return? And Jesus said, you're going to have wars and rumors of wars. You're going to have earthquakes in diverse places. You're going to have famines. You're going to have hatred. Come on. Come on. But here's what you need to know. The closer we get to the return of Christ it's going to intensify like a woman having a baby. You know how you start off with the birth pains? It's just a little bit. But when you get so far along and you've dilated so many centimeters, then they tell you to start breathing because them pains are hurting. They're getting closer. So this is the way the earth is doing. The earth is having birth pains. Uh-huh. And the closer we get to the return of Christ, things are going to intensify. 
Now, just for the spring of the year, how about you clean up your house, restock your pantry, because I don't intend to be in the crazy. It's already crazy. You go in the grocery store and you see something and you contemplate. I think I'll come back and get that. Come back and it's gone. Because everybody buying, everybody moving around, and there are more people now, now than ever. So you don't have time to think about it. You don't have time to contemplate. You need to go ahead on and do it. No, I am not predicting that we're going to be living in caves. Not me. Because that's not what the Bible says. But the Bible does say be wise. So I'm just saying it's the spring of the year. You all know how you like to do spring cleaning. Why not clean up your house, clean up your yard, restock your pantry? That way you go in the store and they out of something, you can say, thank you, Jesus. I got it at home. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to stand in a long, long line waiting to get something. Mm, y'all, all right, all right, all right. Income tax. Woo! Here come income tax. Oh, Lord, just throwing your money up in the air. No, you better pay your tithes and take care of your business. You better catch up your bills and restock your pantry. Come. Oh, Lord, have mercy. When the disciples, I can prove it. When the disciples was with Jesus, he told them, don't carry no script, don't carry no coat, because the hire is worthy of their labor. Meaning whatever city they went into, the law was going to have it fixed where somebody took care of them. But when Jesus left and went back and sat on the right hand of power, he told them, you better get two coats, you better take some food, you better get some money in your pocketbook and wallet, Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Tell your neighbor, say it's going to be universal devastation. Because God going to let people know he's still in control. God not dead. He not sleep. And he ain't, look, 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 he not taking no nap. He knows exactly what's going on. Now I can say that without a shadow of a doubt. Because anytime he can take Isaiah to stand in his time and see all the way past our time, God knows what's going to go on. God's judgment will rock the very stability of the planet. I'll tell you what you what you saying? Wait a minute, did I hear you? Did I hear that? You acting like the folk in the day of the apostle. What must I do to be saved? I heard you. Repent. Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why Jesus Christ, Pastor? Because Jesus means Savior. His very name means I came to free you and forgive you and cleanse you of your sin. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
Don't run out the church, my cup just running over. God's judgment going to rock the very stability of the planet, reminding the people of earth that they have rebelled against him. He going he gonna, to he gonna, he gonna put in check the host of the high ones. That's the satanic powers. See, he left us with his name, his blood. Uh-huh. The name of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Ghost. Where we can say, Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. And he has to obey. Who is he obeying? You? No. He's obeying the name of Jesus Christ. And when Jesus comes back, he's going to put in check satanic powers. But for now, we, 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 we standing instead. He says, in the kings of the earth, earthly powers will be gathered to the pit and shut up many days. And after a period of time, they shall be visited. They're going to be punished. Now listen at this. This is parallel to Revelation 21 through 3 where Satan is bound in the bottomless pit for a thousand years and then loose for a little season only to be finally cast into the lake of fire. The lake of fire. Apocalyptic language. Apocalyptic language is the eschatology it is the nature of Isaiah's prophecies in chapters 24, 27, 27, and have been categorized by most scholars as apocalyptic language. Each of these passages is clearly prophetic involving predictions of divine interventions into human history. Stop right there. If you think that God has not visited this earth before, then you're wrong. He came during the time of the Tower of Babel. And when sin gets so great and man gets so, man or woman, humanity gets so arrogant and prideful, God will step on the scene. And they're called divine interventions. Because he looked down and saw them building a tower that he didn't tell them to build. Trying to get into heavenly things, heavenly matters, in the way he didn't tell him to approach him. And he stood up and he looked over and he says, let us go down. Let us go down and see. Let us see this building that they building. I'm here to tell you, I came to report, God is real. Uh, I know, I know, pastor, I've never seen God. That's all right. You got that word and the word is God. John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, but it says the Word is God. So you got God in your head. That's why I believe in the Word. I don't believe in coming off the top of my head. Yeah, because you can go wrong. But when you got the Word, yeah. My God, when, I, when, when, when God started grooming me, didn't know man, <laughs> when God started grooming me, he kept me in the word. Yes. And I couldn't sit up under nobody 
but the word. They had to be coming out the word. You're going to find out in just a minute why. You're going to find out in just a minute why. The term apocalyptic comes from the Greek word meaning to reveal or uncover. Uh, you've heard teachers say that revelation is the book of the apocalypse. It is because it reveals Jesus Christ. A lot of people read Revelation and because we don't understand it, we say, oh, that's a scary book. No, Revelation is not a scary book. It reveals Jesus Christ and him coming not as a lamb, not to be hung on the cross, uh -huh. not, not, not as the priest, but as the king of kings. Amen. It's revealing his wrath against every sinner that didn't acknowledge him as Christ. Amen. See, sin doesn't send you to hell. Uh-oh. Oh, don't run out the church. Don't run out. Sin does not send you to hell. You say, well, how people going to hell? Their rejection of Jesus Christ. That's what's going to send you to hell. Because they won't accept Jesus Christ. They won't make him Lord of their life. They want to be Lord of their lives. They want to control their lives. I don't want nobody telling me what to do. Uh, you don't tell me what. No, but Jesus ought to be able to tell us what to do. It's healing up in here. I say it's healing up in here. It means to reveal or uncover. The apocalyptic language expresses visions of future events in a symbolic language emphasizing God's sovereign control of history and the promise of his divine intervention to guarantee the final outcome. What does sovereignty mean? God is sovereign. You, you know, you, we hear older people say that. God is sovereign. It means supreme power or authority. Apocalypse means the complete final destruction of the world as described in the biblical book of Revelation and an event involving destruction or damage on an, or an awesome catastrophe. That's what it means. Amen. Somebody say it's coming. So we're only getting glimpse right now. This is the same Isaiah. He prophesied against Judah and Jerusalem in his day. He prophesied of their coming judgment and blessing. He prophesied of the coming of Emmanuel and his miraculous birth. Isaiah now. He prophesied Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus Christ, his millennium reign. He prophesied against nations. Now, wait a minute. 800 years, 800 years. 800 years. How are you going to sit there and tell me the Bible is irrelevant? How are you going to tell me the Bible is outdated? Christ came. I said Christ came. He was born of a virgin. Hello. He lives today. Uh-huh. That body, he took it back with him. There is a man sitting on the right hand of power. He has to keep that body so when he returns, we will know him. 
Because the Bible says in the last days, there are going to be many false crises. And people go so silly, they don't want to get under the word. So they don't know nothing. So they tell them Christ over here, Christ over there, Christ over here. Show me the print in your wrist and in your ankle. And I'm not talking about no made up one. Uh, go to Revelation. It's in your name, Father. Help me to preach your word. I need your help for this. I need your help. Because he's trying to prove something to us. God want to prove to us that he is real. The word is real. The word is accurate. And you better get saved. And hell is real. Maybe I didn't do such a good job in presenting that that day. But I'm excited about the revelation of what hell really is. Holy Ghost opened my eyes. Hell is being totally separated from God. That's hell enough. Everybody come out. I don't believe there's a hell. Oh, there's one. And some of them living in it right now. Without God, hell. It's time to be healed. And if you reach up with faith and receive the word of God, you can be healed today. I tell my heal of your sin sick soul. Healed of your doubts and unbeliefs. By God, he in this place today. I say he in this place today. Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. Wait a minute, how you going to see him, babies? Because God is a spirit. God is a spirit. How you going to see him? Because he's coming back in that body. That body was glorified. We're going to get a glorified body one day. Huh? The Bible says when you go through the sinner's prayer, when you say the sinner's prayer, and you repent of your sins, your spirit is saved right then and there. But our soul, which is our mind, will, emotions, imagination, and conscience, we have to get in the word every day, every day, to be renewed in our soul. Thank you, baby. We got to be renewed in our souls. And this body going back to the dirt. See, I don't like that. People want to put you in a box. Well, now you're not supposed to preach that till a funeral. You better get away from me. I'm going to preach it when God tell me to preach it. I'm going to say it when God tell me to say it. I'm going to teach it when God tell me to teach it. Hello! If you don't like it, plug up your ears. You are not the, this, this, this house. You are behind them eyes. You are a spirit being. Uh-huh. And God made us that way. Therefore, you're going to live forever somewhere. Stop fooling yourself. Oh, when I die, it's going to be over. No, it's just beginning. All these young folk out here shooting up folk, killing folk. I pray they were saved. Because the moment they close their eyes over here, they open them in eternity. And unlike what a lot of folk done said, oh, 
man, young folk, yeah, man, when I get to heaven, I'm going to have seven women. No, you won't. Ain't no woman going to want to be bothered with you because she in hell too. Sorry. We're going to have a big party. We're going to have liquor and dope and cocaine, reefer. I'm still young enough. I know what it is. God preserved me an age called 35. So I'm still young enough to remember what it look like, smell like, taste like. But ain't no high like a Holy Ghost high. Ain't no high like a Holy Ghost high. He calling it up in here. No, you won't be partying because your conscience will remain. You're going to remember every time you rejected the word of God. You're going to remember every time you could have got it right and you didn't want to get it right. That's hell in itself. Oh, I came to preach the word. I came to preach. Revelation 1 and 7, behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and also they which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, even so, amen. Can I read you something in the book of Acts? Let's go to the book of Acts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, Thank you, Lord. Acts. Yes, Lord. Acts chapter 1 verse 10. And it says, and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as Jesus went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? Somebody say this same Jesus. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say this same Jesus, which is taken up from you, into heaven shall so come shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven he went up with a body he coming back with the body yeah yeah see Eschatology is the doctrine, because we, we were telling you about that in the word. That was Isaiah's style. That was the way he ministered. That was the way he prophesied. Uh-huh. And eschatology means the doctrine of the last things. It deals with death, judgment, and the final destiny of the soul and humankind. A seer is a person who is supposed to be able through supernatural insight to see what the future holds. Well, where does the supernatural insight come from? It comes from God. It is a person who prophesies future events because I really believe a lot of what we have going on today, listen to me, I don't think it's prophesying. I think it's a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge. All of it comes from the spirit, babies. 
when God revealed this to me, like I said, the Lord groomed me. And it was my desire one day to have a school of the prophets. Haven't got there yet. Maybe I'm already in it. Who knows? But when God was dealing with me, he took me to Revelation. And the scripture blew my mind. And it said the true spirit of prophecy is to declare Jesus Christ. All prophecy should declare Jesus Christ. I've done over 2,000 messages, and I've gone through every journal. And it amazes me how God has kept me on track, on track, on track. Everything has been about Jesus. Jesus. The true spirit of prophecy gives a credibility to Jesus Christ. Whether you're leading people to Christ, whether you're trying to tell somebody about something God told you, it's going to take them to Jesus. Can we go on? Oh, Jesus, help me preach your word. Help me preach your word. It's coming down. It's all going to come down. You have biblical words. There are biblical words. Prophetic books. Prophecy. Prophets. Prophetess. There are the ministry gifts. There are the fivefold ministries. And the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit. And foundational gifts. Prophetic books means this. These books record God's messages to the people of Israel and Judah and to all of humanity in the form of, watch this, in the form of, this is how prophetic books are, are, you know, come here, here they are, speeches, sermons, visions, and life experience of that prophet or prophetess or that teacher or that evangelist. Or that pastor. (laughs) Some of the messages are of judgment and warning. While others focus on forgiveness and renewal. The Bible is a prophetic book. What does that mean? What does that mean? We just read it. We're going to go back over it. It's okay. The Bible. Hold your Bibles up. Hold your iPad with the Bible and your phone with the Bible. The Bible is a prophetic book. What does that mean, pastor? It means... uh, It's a record of God's messages to the people of Israel, Judah, and all humanity in the form of speeches, sermons, visions, or life experiences of the people that wrote it. What does the word prophetic mean? It means accurately describing or predicting what will happen in the future, relating to or characteristics of a prophet or prophesier, foretelling events. Now, you all know we've we've had some things to happen up in here. God told us about COVID before it even came out. Y'all better come on. Y'all better come on. You better come on. All right, you don't want to give me nothing. Give God the glory. And now, they're all on TV. I wish I could get on a plane. Oh, we all know if if COVID came from the Wahoo uh, Clinic. God said it did. He took me to the place, took me in the building, showed me the stuff they was mixing up. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
economic hit in 2020 into 2019. 2020, 22, 23, we're in 24. And they still trying to figure it out. Just send me a ticket, Mr. President. God told us. He's told us about storms. He's told us about things coming on the scene in the city, in the, in the world. Come on, help. God is real. It's over. Prophecy. What is prophecy? It is a message that has been communicated to a person, typically called a prophet or a prophetess, by a supernatural entity being the Lord God. Now, teachers, evangelists, pastors, apostles, they too receive supernatural information because it's got to come from God. Nobody knows the spirit of a man but God. Nobody knows the spirit of God but God's spirit. That's the only way you're going to know. It's healing time. It's healing in here. Lord, I want the healing. Heal me. I don't want to be crazy all my life. What is, a, what is a prophet? It is a person regarded as an inspired teacher or proclaimer of the will of God. Notice the word inspired. We're going somewhere. A person who speaks for God by divine inspiration, by the Holy Spirit of Christ, who is God. Well, what is divine inspiration? Divine inspiration is God. It is himself speaking into the human spirit. Inspiration means to stimulate as to creative effort, to arouse, to wake up. You know how you, when you, when you read the word and you say, wow, it's like that scripture just jumped out at me. That's inspiration. Or you're walking around and you're saying, Lord, I don't, I don't know what to teach. I don't know what to preach. I don't know what to bring to the body of Christ. And that word just won't leave you. And that word just won't leave you. That's God finding his way into your human spirit and your thoughts. And that's why he don't let you dislodge it. It's healing up in here, Anna. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's coming down. It's all going to come down, Anna. Oh, it's going to come down. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Divine inspiration. Say, divine inspiration, divine inspiration. Comes, from God. comes from God. Now, don't be fooled. God allowed me to do a study of different religions. And I found out that half of these religions cropped up because somebody went on a fast without the Bible. Let's, let's get it clear now. They went on a fast without the word. Oh, I'm going to fast 40 days. I'm going to fast 20 days. I'm going to go on the Daniel's fast. I'm going to go on the Esther fast. No word. And what happened was while they were fasting, demonic spirits came and began to minister to them and tell them. And these are spirits from the old world. See, I could tell. I could take you somewhere. I could take Yes, they exist. You say, what old world? The day of Noah. When it says that the sons of God looked down and saw the daughters of God. You, you remember, those were angels that came down. 
and they had intercourse with human beings and produced giants. But when they came down, what they don't tell you is they brought down a knowledge that was forbidden until God got ready for us to have it. That's where the word illuminate come from and the illuminati. See, because you illuminated with the wrong type of theology. Because it came from a demon. It didn't come from God. And I can prove it. It's in the word. He said in the last days, they're going to be going up on the doctrines of demons and devils. That's because they leave the word out. People don't like me because I said, baby, you in the word? You in the word? I ain't talking about going to church and they talking some fairy tale and talking about some of the boy with a kite. The devil is a lie. Where's the word? Where's the word? When you come off of a fast, you need to eat. You need to eat some meat. When Elijah was running from Jezebel, and he was give out. He was give out. It's in the Bible. The Bible says first thing God did was he fed him. He gave him meat. There's a warning against not eating meat. See, they done put up all these, the naysayers and gave y'all all these labels. Oh, you better become a vegetarian. You better leave meat alone. But see, the body becomes subjected to certain demonic forces when there is no strength. Meat produces strength. Meat produces strength. And I try to eat a serving every day. Uh, don't be mad. Yeah, it's all right with me. Because <laughs> I have to keep my strength up and I have to be cautious of demonic forces. So when I fast, I got the Bible right there. I got my declarations right there. <laughs> So therefore, the Bible says that Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. But when you got the word, he can't fool you. I don't care how lit up he come, like a Christmas tree. You know that's the devil. Get thee behind, Satan, in the name of Jesus. It's coming down. It's coming down. Oh, we're going to preach today. That's what God told me to do. He said, preach. What is a prophet? A prophet is a male spokesman for God. What is a prophetess? A female spokeswoman for God. Prophets and prophetess prophesy, meaning they declare or preach God's word. That's why I don't pay. I used to cry, but I, I stopped crying. But that girl said I cried my last tear on yesterday. Now, yesterday for me been a long time ago, but I used to cry because men wouldn't receive me. Oh, that's a woman. Oh, that's a woman. We, we don't believe in women preachers. Well, it ain't the woman preaching. It's the he in me preaching. I'm preaching by divine inspiration. Hey, hey. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. And then the book of Acts, I lay in on that one. I, I stick with that one. Because the Lord said in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters going to prophesy. And upon my handmaidens and my servants. Stand up some of these men in here. You don't look like a handmaiden to me. Hello? Y'all a handmaiden? Huh? So if you is, I'm going to lay hands on you, cast that demon out of you. 
You a handmaid? You don't look like no handmaid to me. You look like a servant of the Lord, which implies a man. And the men say? To the word of God. You may be seated. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters, they're going to prophesy, which means to preach or declare. He says, and upon my handmaids and my servants, I'm going to pour out upon my spirit in those days. That's what the word say. And the church say. There's the office of the prophet or prophetess. And then there's the gift of prophecy. When you read about the gift of prophecy, Paul said, I wish all of you would prophesy in order. But everybody is not in the office of a prophet or a prophetess. What does that mean? We went over this one time, but we're just going to share it. The office of the fivefold ministry. Listen to me now. Apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors. Okay? They are over churches. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. That's their primary job. That's what they do. They're over churches. And that's why the Lord said when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some events. What does that mean? Every church should have an apostle or a prophet or a teacher uh or an evangelist uh or a pastor. Because, you know, you can have more than one pastor. Their functions are different. That could be a pastor of music, pastor over the youth department. Come on here. Don't mess with me. Now, just because you're not over a church, don't mean you can have the gift of teaching or the gift of an evangelist. What does an evangelist do? They win souls. They tell you about your sin. Well, I could go with you. That's what they do. And today they call them missionaries. They go different countries, different people, but they're still telling them about their sins. They're still telling them that Jesus is the only way. You want me to help you? I can help you with the help of the Lord. I can't, but he, he can. You want me to help you? What time is it? Y'all show being good. <laughs> Y'all sitting there like little soldiers. Nobody moving. Thank you, Father. All right. Here we go. All right. The apostles' ministry. The apostle establishes churches in new areas, and they do preach Jesus. The modern-day apostle is known as a missionary, okay? Then there is the prophet. The prophet tells the future, or they can bring revelation knowledge, and they can point to the past, and they can call people to repentance, Okay, the evangelists are soul winners. That's what they are. They're soul winners. Their words bring conviction to sinners and encouragement to the believer. Okay, the pastor is married to the flock. 
They exercise authority over the church by feeding them and loving them. Mm. And when necessary, correcting them. The teacher brings a sense of balance to the rest of the fivefold ministry. The teacher's primary responsibility is to clarify the word of God. Now, let me tell you something. We got some teachers in here that bring clarity to the word of God. Now, I'm going to say something. Every hooper is not a preacher. Sometimes hoopers are teachers. Sometimes teachers are calm and impart knowledge and bring to clarity the word. And sometimes they get loud. Just thought I'd throw that in there. But now if you held the office of the apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, pastor, then you would be over a church. It's all right. As long as you're working for. Samuel was eight years old. But see, Samuel, mama had good sense. She kept him under the word. Something I learned about Mary, the mother of Jesus. The reason why she qualified to carry Jesus was because from a young age, her parents had put her in a school for girls that taught nothing but the Bible. So when Mary told that angel, be it unto me, according to your word, the reason why she could speak so fast is because she had been taught all her life to obey God and to love God. And whatever God asks you to do, baby, you do it. So the word came, ah, and you keep them out of church, and you keep them out of church, and I'm calling, and I'm saying, bring them to church, bring, and you think I'm crazy. That's just because you don't know what I know. But if you would come to church, then you get to know what I know, and then you say, oh, that's why pastor keep calling. From a young age, she was brought up under the word. She knew the word, and that's why she didn't hesitate. When God said, the angel sent, the angel Gabriel came and he said, Mary, you're going to bring forth a son from the highest and you're going to have a baby. Mary said, wait a minute, how can these things be seen? I know not a man. I haven't been with a man. And he said, the Holy Ghost, the power of the highest, the power of God is going to overshadow you and implant in you that holy thing. That's some reasons. <laughs> let me hush. Okay, then let me go on. Be good, Anna. Be good, be good, be good. Be good. The Bible said, train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they are old, it's going to what? Come back. The foundation you lay or allow to be laid in them through children's church, youth church, coming and sitting up under the word, reading the word at home, having their own personal Bibles, knowing how to read their word. But don't groom no child to teach themselves. See, some of y'all, that's what you're doing. And I'm, I'm very, oh, the Holy Ghost balls over me. Well, we have church. That, okay, okay, but you ain't no preacher. Amen. And I'm going to stand over here. <laughs> you ain't no preacher. Amen. I'm just looking at you. He said, how can they preach except they be? Okay. 
Okay. Almost done. Almost done. Teachers, we did the teacher, right? So they clarify the truth to the body of Christ. So those are called your fivefold ministry. But watch this. If you have the gift of an evangelist, sharp as your tongue is, you ought to be able to cut up that. I'm just showing you. You don't have to. If God didn't say be over a church, that doesn't mean you don't have the gifting. Oh, Jesus, just because you're not over a church don't mean you don't have the gift of teaching, the gift of apostleship, the gift of evangelizing, the gift of the pastor. What is, what is the gift of a pastor and I'm not over a church? You love the flock. You share with them the word of God. You know, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know how to go to them and take the word even in their sin. Is this making sense? Because I done prayed and sought God and fasted. Lord, please, you got to help me with this. You got to help me. Not with the word. I've been had the information. But it was to bring it forth now because he was saying, because he just kept, it kept ringing in my spirit. I said, Lord, what? Ooh. And when I went in there and opened the file cabinet, I said, oh, Lord, how long has it been? How long has it been? I said, help me to impart truth and knowledge for myself and your people. So you can have the gifting of any one of the fivefold ministries, but that doesn't mean you're a fivefold minister. Fivefold means in over a church. Amen. All right, let's see what else we got because we soon to wrap it up for this day, for this session. That's why folk get drunk talking about they preaching. Please go sit down. I don't want to hear no drunk message. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know who's talking to you. They get drunk. They can preach real good. I'm saying what? Okay, let's just identify with you've been called, but you need to get cleaned up. So God can use you. Hello. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I love you. Thank you, Jesus. That was 2021. That was May 2021. I'm going to tell you something else about prophets and prophets. Prophets and prophetess, you are a writer because you're going to keep up. I need a house just for my journals because you're supposed to be writing down what you get. This stuff I'm giving you now, this is old, 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 old. Why? Because I kept it. And notice how God said, go get, and he knew where it was. I forgot. He told me which journal to go to, which top, what, it was on the bottom, this one, and da, 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 da. I'm thinking, thank you, Holy Ghost. But you're a writer. Don't you understand that? Aren't you holding that Bible with the five, pro- with the prophetic books from Isaiah to Malachi? That's because they notated what they saw. They took notes of what God was giving them. They kept up with it. Because you never know when you're going to need it. And I'm going to say something else. God can give you a word 
and it not even be for right now. He'll tell you, he's, he'll give you a word and he'll say, he'll, he, you'll feel comfortable. You don't even feel like giving it because it's not time. But when it comes time, then the Holy Spirit inspires you. He brings it back up. It's like, oh, okay. When it's time to share it, he'll inspire you. He'll move over you. And, and it's time to give it. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just trying to make sure I've given what I was supposed to give concerning the word of God. You say, well, pastor, where does all, where, where does all this lead us? Jesus is real. The Bible is real. Hell is real. Heaven is real. And you can't tell anybody that's been filled with the Holy Ghost that God is not alive today. Amen. You just can't. How can you tell us that when it is the spirit of Christ in us speaking up out of us? Can I show you something? I'm going to let y'all. We're going. We're going to have to go. We're going to have to go. But see, next Sunday, we're going to uh, probably throw you some candy, you know. And say happy Mardi Gras. Go to 1 Corinthians. Thank you, Lord. I bless you today. Let me make sure. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to show you something. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. And it says, wherefore, I give you to understand that no man, no one speaking by the spirit of God, call it Jesus accursed. And that no one can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. D do you see that? The word, the Holy Spirit. Come on. They all agree. So when the Holy Ghost get in you, guess what? It's going to agree with the word of God that Jesus is God, that Jesus is Lord. You're not going to be right here cussing God out. Some people have claimed they got the Holy Ghost and was cussing. The devil is a lie. That's a demon. That ain't no God. That ain't no God. That's why you need to be up under the word so it can steer you right. He says we get washed by the word, by the water of the word. The word is like water. It cleanses us. It opens our eyes. It enlightens our minds to the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. It, let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit will never lead you astray away from Jesus Christ. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He always going, the Holy Ghost going to always lead you into what's right. Amen. Never what's wrong. Amen. That's the truth. Yes, Lord. I feel him lifting. I'm going to stop. 
I'm going to stop. This is the last one, Revelation 19. And then I'm, I'm closing. Amen? Amen? Revelation 19. All right, Revelation 19 and 10. It says, and I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, this is the apostle uh, John uh, caught up in the spirit of the Lord. And he fell down to worship the angel. But the angel told him, see thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of the brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. He said, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the what? What is it? It's what? Not you get a house, you get a house, you get a car, you get a car. Oh, child, I see you with diamonds. Oh, child, I see the Lord. Where Jesus at? Nowhere. Now, if I tell you how to go get a car, if I tell you God going to bless, that's a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. It still comes from the Holy Ghost. Those are called the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, miracles, uh, 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 diverse tongues, interpretation of tongues. Amen. And I found out that's why I speak in tongues so much. Amen. I never got around to teaching that, but that's why I speak. Because uh, some of these tongues are war tongues. Some of them are prayer tongues. Some of, and I, I was like, wow, okay. So the true testimony to Jesus Christ is the spirit of what? Prophecy. Can we join the two? Can I, can, can we, before you leave here. Amen? Amen. That's in your Bible, right? I didn't write the Bible, right? No, I didn't. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's the spirit of prophecy. Hallelujah. But I want, I want to leave you with this. Wait a minute. Pastor, what is prophecy? Let's say it again. The, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Prophecy is a message that has been communicated to a person. By a supernatural entity being the Lord God. So the message is going to come from God. And we just read, you cannot call Jesus accursed and say you're being led by the Holy Ghost. And the church say, Amen. 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 Amen.